William, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. That's Tokyo-based author and journalist William Pesic. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And Asian stocks are slipping because uh, US stock index futures are also falling now in Asian trading, only down about 0.2%. But nevertheless, that's dragged the Nikkei 225 in Japan lower. It's down about two-thirds of 1% now. Uh, The ASX 200 in Australia is flat. Uh, over in South Korea, the Cosby is up about a quarter of a percent. But it looks like here in Hong Kong, stocks are going to open lower in an hour's time. The Hang Seng all set to lose about 80 or 90 points at the open. In the commodities markets, gold is trading at $1,956 an ounce. And break crude oil is at $39.58 a barrel. Not much movement in the currency markets. The US dollar at 105.7 against the Japanese yen. Thank you very much for listening this morning. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Back chats coming up in just a moment with Hugh Chiverton and Ada Wong this morning. The weather forecast, mainly cloudy with heavy showers and squally thunderstorms. A few showers later, the maximum temperature is going to be about 31 degrees. Sunny periods in the next couple of days and more showers towards the weekend. The temperature right now out at the observatory is 27 degrees and it's 94% relative humidity. Time right now is 8.31. Here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. President Trump has refused to acknowledge the role of climate change in the wildfires that are devastating swathes of the western United States. On a visit to California, he blamed poor forest management for the fires. When trees fall down after a short period of time, about 18 months, they become very dry. They become really like a matchstick. And they get up, you know, there's no more water pouring through. And they become very, very, uh, they just explode. They can explode. Also, leaves, when you have years of leaves, dried leaves on the ground, it just sets it up. It's really a fuel for a fire. So they have to do something about it. Earlier, the Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden called Mr. Trump a climate arsonist. The British Parliament has given initial approval to legislation that would give the government powers to override parts of the Brexit withdrawal deal agreed with the European Union. The internal market bill passed its first reading with a comfortable majority despite the government's admission that it could result in a breach of international law. Here's the BBC's Jessica Parker. Some people see it as a sabre-rattling as the UK engages in future trade talks with the EU. Some even suspect number 10 of trying to just blow up the talks altogether. Both sides, the EU and the UK, insist they want to reach a deal over future cooperation. But with this internal market bill that is proving pretty controversial moving through the Commons, that is a big cloud hanging over those trade talks, which haven't got long left to run now. The French authorities have put in place new restrictions around Marseille and Bordeaux following warnings that hospitals could be overwhelmed by coronavirus cases. The French government has encouraged local authorities to tailor measures to their own regions. Here's the BBC's Lucy Williamson. On the beaches around both Marseille and Bordeaux, groups of more than 10 people have been banned and all gatherings of more than 1,000 people have also been cancelled in the worst hit areas, along with funfairs, school outings and car boot sales. Compulsory mask wearing in public is also being extended to dozens of local areas with immediate effect. The rate of infection in Marseille is now more than 200 cases for every 100,000 people. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
Good morning and welcome to Bank Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today. Ada Wong. Ada, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. We're talking today about the detained 12. Foreign Ministry spokesman Hua Chung Ying said on Sunday that 12 Hong Kong people detained as they reportedly tried to flee to Taiwan by speedboat are separatists who have been trying to split Hong Kong from China. He was responding to comments by American officials that arrest, quote, arrest of the 12 democracy activists is another sad example of the deterioration of human rights in Hong Kong, unquote. Families of six of them said on Saturday that mainland lawyers they've hired may not be allowed to have access to the captured activists and the authorities said they already have legal representation. Meanwhile, five fugitives who fled to Taiwan in July were also reported detained in Kaohsiung and cut off from contact with the outside world. That's according to a Taiwanese journalist. What's going on with those detained in the mainland and in Taiwan? Who can help them? There's speculation they will be charged with national security offences. Is that likely? Let us know your take. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk. Or, best of all, you can call us. 233-88266 is the number. 233-88266, the telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. A few uh, emails first. Lou says... Uh, a woman in Australia was arrested in front of her husband and children for, quote, inciting anti-lockdown protests, which was live-streamed on Facebook. Australian director of NGO Human Rights Watch said, quote, arresting people preemptively for the act of organising peaceful protests or for social media posts is something that happens all too often under authoritarian regimes and it should not be happening in a democracy like Australia, unquote. Human Rights Watch should realise that this type of authoritarian government tactics are reserved for Western countries like Australia. Western allies will mostly be happy to ignore that and offer no condemnation because uh, they might have already done the same thing to their citizens. Any outcry of authoritarian police action is reserved for non-Western countries. For what it's worth, Australians also shut up about their own treatment, about their treatment by their own government as long as they are free to criticise foreign governments but not their own. That's from Lou. Uh, D.Y. says, The cases of the 12 Hong Kong suspects who have been arrested in the mainland bring to mind some important questions. Why are the Hong Kong courts still so lenient with many magistrates setting minimum bail conditions when it's clear that dozens of defendants with similar charges have abused the system and absconded fleeing the territory? The fugitives reportedly paid half a million dollars each to flee to Taiwan. Where did the cash come from? And most of them reportedly didn't have a job or had low-paid jobs. Protesters and opposition politicians have always claimed that it's a leaderless movement. If there really was no organisation behind it, how do they coordinate the escape in such an organised way? You can't book this at a local travel agency. That's from uh, DY, raising some points we'll get to uh, in a moment. One more uh, for now. This is from Peter who says the 12 Hong Kong fugitives detained by mainland China and another five by the Taiwanese authorities highlight the irony of last year's anti-extradition protests and riots. They themselves have manufactured this mess. Basically, the 17 fugitives have self-extradited themselves to the mainland and Taiwan, and because they and other fellow Hong Kong protesters have opposed the extradition law, they can't be extradited back to Hong Kong. There is not much the Hong Kong government can do. The situation is similar to the case of Poon Hu Wing, who was murdered in 
in Taiwan, and yet her murderer can't be extradited to Taiwan to face trial. Many of the Hong Kong fugitives held by mainland authorities face serious charges for arson, rioting and plotting bomb attacks against police officers back in Hong Kong. As usual, the pan-democrats deeply bury themselves in hypocrisy and double standards. Instead of identifying the root cause and lack of extradition agreements, which keeps the 17 Hong Kongers held up in different jurisdictions, they condemned mainland authorities for restricting restricting contact with Hong Kong-appointed legal representatives, yet have stayed silent on the other five Hong Kongers who have been held in Taiwan for the last two months. And in these cases, the Taiwanese authorities have also refused contact with their families or lawyers, according to a Taiwanese journalist, uh, Ed Jong. That is uh, from Peter. Joining us for this part of the programme until nine o'clock, we have with us now uh, legislator Chu Hoi Dick and uh, from Taiwan, Charles Yishen Chan, who's a legislator at large with the uh, Kuomintang, uh, the Kuomintang in the legislative yuan in Taiwan. Good, good morning to both of you. Uh, Chu, Chu Hoi Dick, maybe we could start with you. What about that, that view from Peter? that uh, they them, the, the, the people, let's deal with the 12, first of all, uh, in, in who we now learn are in Shenzhen, uh, that they brought this on themselves by fighting an extradition law. Otherwise, they would have been brought back to Hong Kong to be, to be dealt with. Well, I think it is uh, absurd to hear uh, that kind of opinion because uh, why we have this anti-extradition movement last year is because we do not trust the Chinese legal system. And these unfortunate events of the 12th just prove uh, that we are right. The Chinese legal system is so arbitrary that uh, even lawyers appointed by the families of the 12th cannot pay legal visits. So that is the truth. And I think this is the most urgent problem right now. Today, two more mainland lawyers appointed by the relatives are going to the detention center with their notarial certificates. The previous attempts all failed, and, and we want to ask the SAL government, so why is it so? Is it uh, the legal system that they are trying uh, uh, to put their backs on? Um, we, you know, we don't have any contact with the 12. Uh, what about the saying that... Uh um, they have already um, been appointed, you know, government lawyers, and they have accepted those government official lawyers. Well, uh, the families of the 12 uh, don't know anything about the so-called government lawyers uh, forced to the detainees. Uh, they only know the lawyers they appointed, and uh, therefore uh, they just want the Hong Kong government to clarify uh, the, the will of the detainees because they cannot uh, contact with the detainees and, uh, and there is no independent uh, a person that can verify so what is true or not. Therefore, uh, I think uh, right now we will still, uh, I mean the families will still continue to get all the documents ready and try to visit them uh, with the uh, lawyers supported by them. Uh, do you have any indication that they would be tried for anything other than ele- entering the mainland illegally? Well, you don't know. I, I think uh, the, the statement, the tweet of uh, Hua Chunying uh, puts the, the issue on a much higher level. Uh, but at the end, uh, there is uh, uh, a Ho 
whole spectrum of combination. You can have this uh, political labeling, uh, saying that these people uh, are separatists, and on the other hand, uh, continues to prosecute them with uh, um, with a lighter uh, offense like uh, illegal crossing the border. The, uh, on the other hand, uh, like the mainland activist experience, the charges can change uh, along the time uh, during the detention period uh, to something uh, much serious. Uh, I've heard rumours, reports that the people were actually seized in Hong Kong waters with the, with the knowledge of the Hong Kong police. This is just a, just a rumours that I've heard. Have you heard anything to that effect? Yes, I saw that uh, on Facebook, but uh, no one knows uh, what happened uh, of their arrest. Therefore, I think uh, the legal visit is still uh, the most paramount thing that we need to do because it is uh, the only way that we can uh, talk to the detainees directly. And, and do we know what these people have actually been charged with? I haven't seen... I, I know one was charged with, the, with something to do with reason, national security legislation. The others, I don't know. Uh, right now, the Chinese police has issued a statement that the reason of the detention is they are suspicious of uh, crossing the border... Sorry, no, I mean in Hong Kong. What, the, what, what charges have been put against them in Hong Kong? I think they are... Uh, uh, under uh, uh, varieties of charges like rioting or um, uh, 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 making explosives, that kind of... Most of them are having uh, serious charges against them. OK, yeah, yeah, uh, making explosives would, would certainly be a serious charge. What about the comment from, from our listener that uh, this suggests that, I mean, uh, and they must have paid money, there must have been an organised effort to extract them. Uh, this, lo this also looks very suspicious. These weren't people acting on their own. They're working together. Well, I mean, the whole movement itself uh, is something uh, bottom-up and, and resources are... Uh, uh, coming from each other, we are helping each other, uh, and I think uh, when people like them, these young people, I, I, I don't know exactly where they are going for these 12, uh, but, for, but for example, for those five uh, who tried to uh, uh, flee Hong Kong uh, to Taiwan, uh, I think they, they, there is a whole network uh, in Hong Kong that uh, helped them to do so. And I think to try to make the right comparison between uh, these two, 12 Hong Kongers in CCP's hands and those five in Taiwan is like comparing Syrians suffering in Syria and those who have reached Europe. What do you think of the American involvement? What Mike Pompeo and, and the, and the uh, American officials have been saying, is that useful? Well, it's difficult to tell um, because right now the relatives are so helpless and I think from their opinion, uh, the more attention, the better. And if you cannot uh, even uh, have the right contact with the detainees, maybe for months or even years, uh, any, anyone who still tries to voice out uh, for these 12 uh, are welcome. Um, so some say that um, this is probably a wrong tactic uh, to have the parents of the uh, or relatives of the detainees, uh, you know, out for a press conference uh, because if you do it in a low key way, perhaps 
let's say, get the help of a DAB member or FTU member, um, there might be more chances of success. And low-key is um, probably the way to go. Do you agree with that? Uh, well, I think um, for the first 20 days, uh, uh, the relatives kept a low profile and tried to uh, appoint uh, uh, lawyers in mainland, and even some of them are from uh, pro-Beijing camps, uh, and mainland lawyers. Uh, but all of us, all of all of these lawyers, uh, could not make it. Uh, to the detention camp, and that's why uh, I think that the families are so desperate that, that the only way out is uh, to come out and tell the society what's really happening. Okay, a couple more comments from listeners. Uh, Andrew Kay says, is your guest, Chu Hoi Dick, impartial in the case being discussed? Question mark. Uh, and uh, Hugh says nobody has the GPS coordinates when the boat and passengers were detained. Question mark. Proof of exactly what the position was. Yes. Uh, Bowen says the Chinese Foreign Minister Hua Chunying obviously regarded her exchange with her American counterpart Morgan Ortegas as an instance of diplomatic one-upmanship, as confirmed by MPC uh, member MPCSC member Tam Yu Chung, but has exposed the urgent necessity for China to speed up her legal reforms if she wishes to gain the international respect that is commensurate with her political and economic clout. Of the 12 Hong Kongers detained in Shenzhen, reportedly only one is accused of violating the national security law in Hong Kong by categorising all 12 as being a group of secessionists. Ms. Hua has demonstrated the practice in the mainland, owing to a lack of separation of powers, of the executive branch instinctively calling the judicial shots, as dictated by the political imperative of the day. To Ms. Hua, the difference between public order offences and secession may be just a technicality, but to jurisdictions where the rule of law prevails, including Hong Kong, the distinction is one of grave importance. That is from Bowen. Uh, Charles Chan, good morning to you. Hi. I thank you very much for, for, for joining us. Explain, what, we, what do we know about these five people uh, in, in Taiwan? Are, are, they, are, are they kind of being held against their will in some way? Um, well, actually, I don't know exactly. The Deputy Minister of Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council, Mr. Chiu Chui-chen, uh, he was in my parliamentary office on um, Friday. And I asked him uh, where these five fugitives are. Uh, he refused to tell me the details. And his reason was uh, for the sake of their own safety and the safety of the relatives in Hong Kong. I think it's not uh, very persuasive for me. But uh, I was also promised by him that uh, these Hong Kong youths are under the protection of government somewhere in southern Taiwan, um, and they are treated well. They are not allowed to have contact with the outside world or even with a lawyer. I'm ashamed to say that it doesn't sound like a humanitarian situation in Taiwan. Um, and I think there is an obvious dilemma ahead of Taiwanese uh, government. It cannot send them back to Hong Kong, of course, but it can neither accommodate them in Taiwan when uh, these people are not permitted to come here. Um, it was made clear by the Manifest Council uh, that, in a statement, all humanitarian program that Taiwan government promised in mid-June was set under a precondition that these Hong Kong people should arrive in Taiwan with the legal permission in advance. 
I think this is a condition too difficult for any asylum seekers of the world. Right. Um, uh, and under your legal system, uh, you know, how long could um, uh, such uh, fugitives uh, be detained for uh, without um, trial, without uh, prosecution, or without uh, having the right to, uh, to have access to uh, their lawyers? I think now they're in a great area because um, they are under uh, the protection of the uh, Coast Guard, um, part of the government uh, branch, and, uh, but they are really in the uh, judicial uh, procedure. So I think uh, that's why we have a legal issue here. And that's also part of the reason why we suggest that um, the amendment of the uh, regulation would be required at uh, this uh, to, to tackle this situation. Um, so I can't answer your question that uh, uh, whether we have uh, exact date um, that we can expect they could be released. Right, uh, but but um, do, do we know uh, the identity of these five people? Obviously, you know the twelve people who are now detained in Shenzhen, you know, got a much uh, bigger media exposure, uh, but not uh, the five who fled to Taiwan. Do do you know more about them? Well, that's also part of the uh, problem that we have now. I think for Chinese government, they now uh, have to. Uh, Difficulties. The first is that they uh, cannot release them according to the current uh, legislation, uh, um, which would uh, charge those uh, illegal immigrants um, for three years at most in prison. Uh, that's the first uh, legal issue. And the second one is that they couldn't really confirm their identity without a full collaboration with, with Hong Kong government. So uh, they may have some security concern uh, by them. That could be uh, the reason why they have to keep it in a secret. And uh, um, they, they couldn't really identify their, their, their identity under this kind of uh, situation. So that's also part of the problem. Uh, Chu Hoidek, what do you yeah. think? Of, do, you, do you agree? Well, I think uh, when we talk about uh, these five uh, persons in Taiwan, don't forget there have already been, I think, hundreds of uh, Hong Kongers are now uh, asking uh, help from the uh, Taiwanese government. And, and the Taiwan government is uh, exercising its power under the Hong Kong-Macau Relationship Act to provide help for Hong Kongers who are under political threat. They, and, and I know that they have set up a special team under the executive UN to scrutinize cases. So I think these five uh, persons are also uh, in the line uh, waiting for this uh, scrutiny uh, of this special team. That's what I know. You, you mean there had been, uh, you know, more than 100 um, uh, people from Hong Kong um, who fled to Taiwan? Uh, who you know? fled, from, uh, fled from Hong Kong, fled to Taiwan, uh, uh, both uh, legally and illegally, uh, since last year. So uh, it has 
it, it, it created the need to set up a, a system uh, in, in Taiwan. And, and I uh, paid a visit to uh, Taiwan earlier this year and, and just tried to figure out uh, uh, how the, the Taiwanese government is trying to, to, to deal with this. And what I learned from them is uh, they are eager to uh, help uh, Hong Kong people uh, who want to stay in Taiwan, but they just do, as uh, my friend said, uh, try to verify their identity and uh, try to get uh, in touch with some uh, lawyers in Hong Kong that can help uh, this process and, and help them to uh, settle in Taiwan for studying for work. Um, Mr. Chan, um, what could yes. the likely outcome uh, be, you know, not just for the five people who are now detaining Kaohsiung, but um, they are, as Chu Hoidik said, you know, there are hundreds of uh, people who, who have arrived in Taiwan, uh, either legally or illegally. Would they have been given like a residency status or other kind of status, do you think? First of all, I think there is a distinction between uh, people who are here um, legally and uh, illegally. I mean, I think uh, the government has made it clear that uh, the humanitarian assistance would be uh, only provided for those who come to Taiwan legally. Uh, and the problem that we foresaw three months ago is that for uh, people who couldn't who couldn't come to Taiwan uh, under a legal situation, uh, for example, these five fugitives, they couldn't get a full humanitarian assistance from the government. That's the reason why we propose to amend the law that in cases that the government can uh, remove the punishment for these uh, fugitives uh, so that they can be released and they can be uh, entitled for the humanitarian assistance. So uh, when you ask about the outcome, I think if they are coming to Taiwan uh, with the legal uh, permission, then they must be in the queue uh, for, for, for the humanitarian assistance, um, which is on the way now, I believe. But for those who couldn't come to Taiwan uh, under legal uh, permission in advance, and the situation uh, is still vague now. I hope that the new session of the parliament just be, uh, uh, would be begin later this week. I hope it would be the priority issue for us to solve this problem for them, so that uh, they can uh, they can. I think that that's the best way for the Taiwanese government to do uh, as the next step. Okay, perhaps you can answer this this question. This is from a, a listener, Andrew Kay, who says, "Why would these criminals who are fleeing charges here expect that they can enter Taiwan illegally? And why would Taiwan allow them to stay?" Question mark. Mr. Chen. Uh, well, we promised that uh, we we wow. Not only the current government, but also the KMT will support uh, the, the, the Hong Kong people to seek a full democracy. And uh, uh, we 
the, but the problem for Taiwan is that we don't have a refugee law now, and uh, whether Hong Kong residents could be uh, entitled to use the refugee law is another political issue. But we do hope to provide humanitarian assistance to Hong Kong people who are seeking democracy and who are threatened for political reasons. And so that's part of our value. So we want to support them. We want to uh, help them. But uh, there are some legal issues and there are some uh, problems in identifying them. And also I believe that the current government doesn't want to promote illegal uh, immigration. Um, so uh, we have various issues here. Um, I hope I do hope we can we can solve these issues in in next couple of months, so that things will become more clear. Okay, one one more message from Tom, uh, who says, "Let's face it, showing up at a press conference dressed like ISIS and having spokesperson Eddie Chu, one of the most vocal anti-China activists, is not the first strategy I would have come up with to win goodwill in China to campaign for their release. It looks probable the twelve will have to serve the six-month jail sentence for border crossing I heard mentioned, and will then be returned to Hong Kong. Taiwan hasn't been a very welcoming host. Why hasn't the U.S. and U.K. offered asylum for Hong Kong protest leaders? That would be a win-win for everyone. But I think it's pretty clear from the beginning." the flames of conflict to contain China is what the Western governments are focused on, even if it means sacrificing Hong Kong protesters. Eddie Chu, I mean, sorry, briefly and, and, and basically, are you stirring up trouble? Are you not going to win goodwill in China in this way? Well, you never know. Uh, goodwill no, uh, not always uh, returned uh, uh, by uh, good result. And, and therefore, I think uh, at this stage, uh, pressure from uh, Hong Kong citizens, Hong Kong society, and also the international society is more important and more helpful. Okay. Well, thank you very much indeed to uh, Charles Ishan uh, Chun, a legislator at large in the uh, Kuomintang, in the legislative Yuan in uh, Taiwan, and to uh, legislator Chu Hoi Dick. We're going to continue with the topic after the news at nine. Uh, we welcome your emails, backchatterdrthk.hk, and your phone calls, 233-88266 is the number. The weather now before the news at nine. It's going to be mainly cloudy with some heavy showers and squally thunderstorms in a few showers later. The outlook, sunny periods in the next couple of days, more showers towards the weekend. There's a thunderstorm warning now, 27 degrees, humidities at 94%. Protocols while arresting Daniel Prude was inadequate. Video eventually released by Mr. Prude's family suggested a possible cover up by showing police placing a hood over his head while they pinned him to the ground. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back, Bank Chat, this morning, a Tuesday morning with Ada Wong and me, Hugh Chewitt, and we're continuing to talk about the uh, situation of the uh, 12 Hong Kongers uh, detained now in Shenzhen, reportedly trying to flee to, to Taiwan uh, by speedboat uh, when they were detained, uh, and also the case of uh, five Hong Kongers uh, or, uh, who are also uh, now in uh, Taiwan. Uh, we were talking in the first part of the programme to a uh, Kuomintang legislator and also Chu Hui Dick. We're joined now by Democratic Party legislator James Toe and Edward Chin is the head fund manager and the convener of Hong Kong 2047 Hong Kong Monitor. Okay, quite a few uh, emails and uh, comments. 
um, this is from David, who says, uh, as for the 12 rioters and secessionists arrested by the mainland while trying to flee to Taiwan, uh, many more will likely end up being charged under the new, new national security law. Ironically, their American, British and Taiwanese friends are going to help the Hong Kong government to round them up instead of providing them with asylum. They are no longer useful as tools of destruction, but they will now start to be useful as propaganda tools while sitting in Hong Kong and mainland jails for the crimes they've committed. The more of them in jail and the longer they stay there, the more useful they will become to the US regime, especially before the US election. Do, did they think the support from the US, UK and Taiwan was about them or that they actually cared about their freedom and demands? If any of the US intelligence assets get arrested in Hong Kong, it's very likely the US will turn on certain Hong Kong protesters if they have to, to get their intelligence people released. That's uh, from uh, David. Uh, James Toe, uh, good morning to you. Uh, Chu Hoi Dick in the first part of the programme was saying that uh, it's useful to have uh, international pressure, international element uh, in this case. Do you agree or do you think it just makes things worse? Well, I think um, I would uh, more focus on uh, the, uh, pressurising the Hong Kong government to uh, protect the rights of the Hong Kong citizens uh, uh, which uh, they, they should be en- the right to, they should be enjoyed uh, in, uh, according to mainland law, uh, because uh, um, uh, even that is a very minimum standard, but, but that has not been achieved. Yeah. Um, but our secretary um, uh, for security, John Lee, has already ruled out intervening on behalf of the twelve um, uh, young people. Well, that then, then, then depends on what means by inter- intervening or intervention. Well, um, according to the mainland law, I think um, the uh, arrested person is entitled to uh, um, engage a lawyer, and the lawyer can has access access to uh, their client, the arrested person. Um, well, but now it seems that uh, the, the lawyers uh, engaged by the family, uh, wishing to uh, visit the arrested person, uh, was uh, well. <laughs> strangely persuaded by uh, the uh, provincial law society or the city law society uh, not to uh, represent the client. I think uh, um, uh, it's very strange. And I I think, uh, uh, and also uh, at the same time, um, the uh, sources said um, the arrested person has engaged uh, official lawyers. Uh, We are given to understand that uh, the official lawyer will only be granted to the arrested person uh, in mainland uh, when they have no means to engage uh, their own uh, lawyer of their, their own choice. But now the uh, family members have engaged uh, suitable lawyers for them. And it's only right that uh, the appointed uh, mainland lawyers should have access to uh, their client. I think that that is a very, very basic and fundamental um, point, even uh, within the mainland law, so the Hong Kong government can... Uh, raise the concern is not to intervene, but would raise concern to the mainland authority that uh, the uh, Hong Kong citizens' rights uh, will be protected under their mainland law. Okay, but we're not sure, you know, what the 12 uh, young people who are arrested, you know, have been doing. Uh, perhaps they they really didn't have any money and they thought that um, they are not sure whether their families will help. Yeah, so yeah. they that might. May be the case, that, yeah. So they might have said yes to um, the provision of an official lawyer. We we don't know that actually. Yeah, but the point is that once once the uh, the the, uh, the family have engaged the outside lawyers, 
then uh, at least to, uh, give them a choice to choose whether they still want the, the official lawyer or not. I think that, that well, you, you wouldn't imagine that the um, um, relatives, uh, uh, family members engage a mainland lawyer would uh, help them to escape the, the prison. So it's all done within the prison facilities and let them, uh, if they do have the, that choice to um, uh, continue to engage, I don't know whether it's continue or not, but continue to engage the um, official lawyers, then uh, it's their choice. Yes, right. Okay, but, but uh, least, uh, what else? Give uh, access to, to, uh, to, to, to see the client first, yeah. Uh, James, what else do you expect um, Secretary John Lee to do, um, apart from what you just su suggested? Well, um, I expect the Hong Kong government, whether John Lee or, or Kerry Lam, must express their concern. Uh, or, well, well, like, well, when Hong Kong residents are um, detained in uh, other parts of the world, other countries, okay, like in Philippines or in, in, in um, EU, okay, if uh, they have uh, difficulty uh, in appointing lawyers, or their lawyers uh, have difficulty to, uh, to have access to their client. The Hong Kong government will even write to, well, there's a case that the Hong Kong government will even write to the president uh, of Philippines, of the Philippines, uh, raising their, their concern. And also the, our Chinese ambassador um, there in, the, in, in their country, in, in the other country, uh, would raise the concern because uh, it is uh, the right uh, of the arrested person under the local law of their country. It, it must happen. Well, I know. I know it happens that that uh, people commit offences uh, in Hong Kong, flee to 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 the mainland, and are detained there. What is the usual? I mean, and if they crossed illegally, what would be the usual uh, course of action? What generally happens in those situations? Well, um, I uh, researched into um, all uh, many cases uh, in the last uh, twenty three years. Um, I. Um, um, happened to uh, find uh, at least several cases uh, uh, which all the, uh, the main authorities would not prosecute um, the so-called illegal entry offense under the mainland law. But uh, well, uh, they just immediately repatriate them uh, to Hong Kong uh, if the Hong Kong government seeks uh, the return of those uh, fugitives. Uh, which uh, the Hong Kong government is alleged to have uh, committed a very serious offence. Like is, is that lawful? Is that lawful? Can, yeah. can, can the Hong Kong government do that? Isn't that extradition? And we're told uh, no, there is no extradition, extradition arrangement. Extradition is uh, between countries. Uh, it's a, a kind of a surrender of uh, fugitive uh, unilaterally by, by the mainland. And they have done that uh, for hundreds of cases. So there's nothing, there's nothing to stop at all the, the mainland returning uh, in the normal course of events? It's a, it's a very normal case uh, that uh, the mainland will uh, repatriate uh, the uh, very uh, fugitive of serious crime committed in Hong Kong uh, 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 at the request of the Hong Kong government. And also it's uh, the Hong Kong government's practice that, that when they know there are fugitives, uh, not just in mainland but in overseas, uh, they will write to uh, the uh, their government, like German government, when they... Uh, say uh, they discovered that uh, a, a, a arrested person, uh, well, a, a fugitive, um, um, uh, has escaped to uh, Germany. Okay. Well, although the news is that Germany would uh, offer the asylum to them, but still, the Hong Kong government would write, would write to the German government to seek the return of the, the person. I think it's not. It's very normal. So, according to this practice. Well, then the, the, I expect the Hong Kong government would do uh, 
uh, what they are doing uh, all along. Okay. Uh, an email from Matthew who says, Comparisons between the Hong Kong people held in Taiwan with those held on the mainland by Batchat patriots is diversionary nonsense. The difference is clear. Taiwan has a legitimate legal system which people trust. The mainland does not. The same can be said about the desperate comparison to the Australian lady arrested for planning a protest by Backchat's new regular commentator on Australian affairs, Lou. There was universal outrage about this in Australia and it was covered in all media and streamed live on Facebook. Lou, would the same thing happen on the mainland. That comes uh, from uh, Matthew. Uh, and Alan says, uh, as for the application of extradition, that would allow the governments to send suspects to another country despite their objections. If the suspects wanted to leave, no such law is needed. Does anyone believe the 12 would prefer to remain in the mainland? Anyway, they're supposedly charged with offences in the mainland. So extradition would not be granted until after 2050, when they've completed their 30 years of re-education in any case. That comes uh, from Alan. Also joining us, as I say, is uh, Edward Chin, convener of 2047 Hong Kong Monitor. Mr Chin, good morning to you and, and thanks for joining us. What, what's your interest in this case? What's your reading of it? Well, you know, first of all, you know, like the Hong Kong government, when I take a look at whatever the Secretary for Justice says and also Carrie Lam, you know, it's extremely disappointing because I, I remember back in 2005, 2006, when veteran journalist Ching Chung was uh, charged with uh, espionage. Then the government also donned his own. Well, he said that he would render everything practical assistance, anything humanly possible, and gave um, wishes and feels to Ching Chung's family. But this time, you know, when you hear Secretary for Security, basically what he says is that don't touch it because this is the uh, mainland stuff. And, you know, it's it's like Hong Kong people are being like the bold people. And I don't know whether you watched that movie, The Bold People, that was in, like in the 80s by Anne Hoi. So it's like people are fleeing Hong Kong because last year we had this extradition movement and then the kids, they tried to find refuge somewhere. You know, now they are arrested, detained, and they are asking for help. And it's, it's not Hong Kong government giving any assistance is the US receive Michael Pompeo. These these were these are people who are charged with who are charged with violent crimes, including crimes according to Chu Hoi Dick involving explosives uh, and so on. They're not simple peasants. This is what they say. This is this is what uh watch home get, right? This is the spokesperson from the ministry. She even said no, 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 but they have been charged. They have been charged with with, uh, with violent offences, including ones in, involving explosives. That's what Chu Hoi Dick was saying in the first part of the programme this morning, whether or not they did that. Yes. I mean, they're, they're not regular, ordinary Hong Kong people, are they? Well, at least get them, you know, like TV exposure of where they are, you know, where they are being arrested. You know, I, I've heard many different theories, too. They were arrested inside Hong Kong's territory. You know, it's not the international water. You know, there, there are many different theories. And then the police left the, main, the mainland Marine Guard, right, whatever it is called, to arrest them, to create a show. You know, don't, nobody knows right now. It's like, you say this, I say this. We all know that they are being detained now. So, you know, it's, it's um, also, you know, that the timing is, it's, 
it uh, cannot be um, too right now because it's, it's, it's just the enactment of the national security law. It's only like two months, two months old, right? So the way I look at it, is hostage diplomacy is not against its own people if they call Hong Kong people part of China, right? So even they, when they say they want, want to flee to Taiwan, if Taiwan is just a province part of uh, China, so how can they, they say, you know, they're fleeing to another country? So I, I don't know. I, I understand you, you say that they are, they were like being perceived as like uh, rioters, you know, like a uh, Molotov bombs and, and everything. But then, you know, the whole thing looked very fishy to me. Um, they they were charged and uh, they they were they were just released on bail and then one was charged with arson and with assaulting the police and they are just waiting for the court trial. Uh, yet they um, they jumped bail and um, you know they went on the boat. Yes, they jumped. They jumped bail. So um, so so what what you know what are you doing to to help them? them to, to Hong Kong for, for trial, as simple as that, you know, like, why is he saying that in, in China? That could be another, like, bookseller's case, you know, like a forced confession on, on TV. You know, like, we, we just don't trust the transparency. That's why that's why these kids, they decide to, you know, like, uh, take the high risk of uh, going by, by sea to, if it is to escape, I don't know, nobody knows, right? I don't know where they are being arrested, so... Like I say, many different theories. Okay, I, well, I just know that they were rejected, like uh, to have um, their own lawyers, and then the Beijing government one have their designated lawyers, and then the families of these two twelve detainees they, they don't want that. All right, sure. uh, J- J- James Toe. This is an email from uh, Toby. Uh, who says, uh, Chu Hoi Dick said that he had seen Facebook posts on the rumours of the location of their arrest, and mentioned by you in the first place. Uh, James Toe said he did not know the actual situation regarding the appointment of mainland lawyers. Uh, Toby, uh, who's a policeman, says, It's not very reassuring that our elected officials are so unsure of facts, but are adamant the government must do something about the situation. That comes from, from Toby. James Toe? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, the family has engaged uh, the, the lawyers, uh, mainland lawyers, for them. Okay, uh, but you've said you. Uh, okay, you, you you do know that, all right? And do you know that I they? I know that. Been... I know that. I confirmed that. And I, well, uh, there is uh, even um, the speculation that uh, whether those uh, relatives, uh, family members, uh, uh, are actually on genuine ones appear in the in the press conference. Well, I can. Say that as a legislator of uh, 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 30 years of experience, I, 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 the first thing I would do is to confirm the identity of the uh, family members uh, and the relationship. It's very clear. Uh, okay, I should I should just uh, m- make clear that when I when I refer to Toby as a policeman, that's because he uses his police email and he uses his title in the uh, in the address and and everything like that. So that's why I was referred to to Toby uh, in, in that way. Uh, Bowen says uh, I can sympathise with some of the sentiments expressed in the three messages that he read out at the beginning of the show, like the concepts of separation of powers and government accountability. The rule of law has to be worked out constantly, and no one country can claim to have achieved it perfectly and permanently. What is different in the countries cited, however, is that aberrations there are usually quickly and publicly pointed out by politicians and the public. 
so much so that the contributors of the said messages are well acquainted with them. The point is not that Western democracies are perfect or even nearly perfect. The point is that legal and political reforms in China have been talked about for decades, but events in recent years indicate the priority that is given to them is very low, and there's just no determination to implement decisive reforms within the foreseeable future. That is from Bowen. James Taylor, what about the argument you should just let events run their course in, in the mainland? Uh, nothing is... We, we don't really know of any... Uh, uh, anything wrong at the moment. Uh, that No trials have started or, or, or anything like that. Uh, let's just wait and see what happens. Oh, well, um, well, but the, the point is that because the um, uh, China uh, foreign ministry spokesmen have... Uh, 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 well... Have uh, well say have, have said uh, that um, the uh, twelve uh, are separatists, uh, and I think it's a very serious uh, allegation because uh, if uh, they are. Uh, but wasn't that? But wasn't that? Wasn't that obviously in response to the American statement that they were democracy activists, which is also a, a kind of a speculative. I mean, uh, America says they're democracy activists. And the mainland says they're they're uh, separatists or whatever, uh, uh, just as kind of as a response. Well, maybe that's the response uh, to not, a not, foreign uh, comment. Yeah, I know, I, uh, yeah, and it's it's not it's not necessarily a judgment. It's not necessarily a a, a definitive um, judicial statement. Uh, maybe or maybe not, uh, because uh, when well, uh, you can imagine a situation that. Uh, uh, if uh, the, uh, the relative, uh, the family members uh, even have difficulties to engage uh, lawyers uh, to represent uh, their the rest of the person, I mean, um, they, of course, uh, they will have a reason to worry that um, maybe the uh, Chinese government has uh, already uh, decided uh, on the so-called nature of uh, the cases, and so um, to and to go along with the uh, very worse situation. So, so that's think, why we yeah. would. But ask what, how, the Hong Kong government to, uh, uh, well, give their concern to the case and uh, to reflect uh, the wishes of uh, the family members uh, to the mainland government. Uh, yes, surely we can ask our government officials to, to re reflect that. But uh, do, you, do you fear that uh, Hua Chunying's uh, words signaled more severe charges, uh, which might be um, leveled against uh, those detainees, uh, the 12 detainees? Well, uh, yes, exactly that, that is the worry. Um, but I think, uh, according to the the, 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 the prima facie effects of the case, well, I, I wouldn't imagine the uh, 12 um, people uh, is intending to uh, uh, going into the mainland waters uh, to separate Hong Kong from China. I think, well, what uh, they have done is in Hong Kong. And um, the Hong Kong government is part of the Chinese government. And they have already investigated a case and even press charges uh, against them and going to court. So, uh, it, uh, well, we have the national security law in place in Hong Kong. If they are really uh, have committed uh, separatist offense, uh, 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 the secession offense, then of course uh, the Hong Kong government would uh, charge them in Hong Kong. So, um, it's only right that they should be uh, returned to Hong Kong uh, to continue the legal process. Okay, James Toe, thank, thanks for joining us. Thank I, know, you. I, I know you've got to go. Um, uh, a comment on Facebook from TC. It says, to those who argue that last year's extradition bill would have helped these 12 individuals, there's a logical gap in this train of thought. These people assume that mainland China would comply with or consider itself legally bound by the SAR government's request to extradite them back to Hong Kong. 
Uh, TC also says, this saga is also a great example of how one country, two systems sounds great as a slogan. But in practice, Hong Kong gets the worst of both one country and two systems. Now the Hong Kong SAR government will invoke two systems and won't even defend their legal rights in mainland China. That comes uh, from uh, TC. Thank you very much indeed uh, for that uh, comment. And uh, Andrew Kay, referring to Chu Hui Dick earlier, uh, and his question about uh, why criminals fleeing charges in Hong Kong can expect to enter Taiwan uh, illegally, Andrew Kay says, so he can't answer the question. That's in reference to, to uh, Chu Hui Dick. Uh, Edward Chin, uh, uh, again, uh, is there the danger that uh, with American involvement and with a high-level Beijing uh, involvement, uh, the only people who are going to suffer are these 12 people who are uh, likely to face longer, uh, perhaps, you know, longer sentences, more complicated court cases because of this, and it would be better to, to step back away from them? It is difficult to say, but if you take a look at the bookseller's case, Quite went high, you know. He he is. I don't know where he is now. But no, no one knows where he is. Um, I yeah, mean, and that's because citizen. This is five years disappeared, right? So when Morgan Ortegas, when she said that the legitimate governments do not need to war their countries and prevent the citizens from leaving, which is, I believe, is true. But of course, I I hear your argument saying that they try to leave and they they throw some you know like Molotov bombs and and all that. Yeah. But well, sorry, no, no, no. These are people. That's that's a very weird reading because these people who have been charged with violent crimes who have fled the country, they're not heroes, you know, looking for freedom or something. They're they're criminals escaping our justice system, which you should have some trust in. You know, like when when I take a look at those who throw, you know, like these Molotov bombs inside, even for police stations. You know, we we film something that. You know, the police are doing it themselves. I don't know whether you, you read the news. So these, these 16, 17-year-old kids, they don't, they don't trust the government. Just like the 12-year girl who was pinned down when they when they see the police you know, chase, chasing after her. You know, that, that's, you know, like the reaction of someone who, who got scared. Of course, this is a big, big, much bigger picture when you take a look at, you know, like they, they were 12 and, and all that, but I, I think it is important for them to make as much noise as possible. Otherwise, they they will just disappear, and then they, you know, just like. The, uh, are you the, saying you you also you don't trust our legal system? I trust Hong Kong's legal system, but I don't trust the fierce-looking watcher Ying. You know, whatever she says, whatever spits out from her mouth. You know, I cannot have breakfast every morning. Seriously, you know, like these are like. You know, wolf warrior mentality, and they've been playing it for so long. And, and Hong Kong, you know, is, is part of this bigger game now. So we, unfortunately, you know, we, we don't want to be part of it. But then, in reality, we are. So you know, let let it uh, be more transparent. And the only way to be more transparent is, you know, like they these twelve family members. You know, like besides holding a press conference, I think they they should. Uh, you know, hold uh, some sort of a press conference outside the U.S. Consulate too. Yes, well, as compared to the, uh, to uh, you know, the allegations of uh, being separatists, I think, uh, you know, illegally crossing the border is a less serious crime, and usually, you know, they might be imprisoned for 
let's say two to three years, and they might be able to be returned to Hong Kong to face charges again in Hong Kong. Two to three years is a long time, though. Yes, uh, but now, you know, with um, uh, the U.S. Foreign Secretary saying something and then the uh, um, Chinese uh, Foreign Ministry spokeswoman saying other words, um, this um, has gone beyond a very low-key, low-profile level. You think things will turn for the worse? I, I think, you know, like, well, if if the EU, the five eyes countries, they, they support the Hong Kong democracy movement, of course, they, they should issue statements. You know, like, I think they should be tried in, in Hong Kong you know, if they break any law. But I know the reason why they want to escape, you know, for a better future. You know, like, if you talk about being law-abiding citizens, you know, like, uh, who, who, well, it should go way back into who breaks what, you know, from the extradition bill that was finally retracted. You, you could go way back into, you know, why we don't have one person, one vote without pre-screening. This is not what Deng Xiaoping said. You know, right now we have the NFL, you know, like, the, it's, uh, we don't even have the two systems. So who is breaking what law? But this is this is not this is nothing to do. This is just diversions. This is nothing to do with these cases. These people are accused of, of uh, violent acts, and they should, at the very least, uh, face the music for those things in Hong Kong. I believe you know, like if, if a place is safe, if a place is happy, people won't do stupid things, or people don't go and protest that much. But Hong Kong, you know, it you know, like from from the time that Carrie Lam became chief executive, things have turned very bad. You know, it's, it's like we are running out of time, almost. Like we we all witnessed, you know, like a, the separation of powers um, theory. You know, they they try to put up. You know, you know, it's like trying to challenge our judiciary. Everyone can. But these are these are completely separate issues. I think most people in Hong Kong would say. If, if, if someone's committed a crime, they should be dealt with according to our legal system. The political arguments about voting, about the definition of separation of powers, they're nothing to do with that. You can deal with those separately. You can do both. You should do both. Well, they, they want to dismantle Hong Kong's core values bit by bit. That's the problem. That's the way I, I see it. It's a bigger picture. It's, they, they want they want you know, full control now from from Beijing's angle, you know, like I, I don't know whether they eventually they would trust Carrie Lam or anyone in her cabinet because these, these are these are just um, this is the whole puppet government. They just cow out to Beijing, and then they, you know, they. I don't I don't see John Lee or anyone of the senior ministers. They are they are trying to help Hong Kong people as far as this case is concerned. Excuse Okay, well, Edward Chin, thank you for joining us, hedge fund manager, convener of 2047 Hong Kong Monitor, Monitor also speaking earlier to, to uh, James Toe. Thank you very much indeed. Ada, many thanks to you. Here's the weather before we go. Many cloudy, heavy showers and squally thunderstorms. The thunderstorm warning now in effect uh, and uh, in place until at least 11.45 today. Maximum temperature today getting up to 31 degrees. Sunny periods forecast in the next couple of days with more showers towards the weekend. 27 degrees the latest and the relative humidity 95%. Thank you.
The basic law enacted by the National People's Congress in accordance with the Constitution was promulgated on the 4th of April, 1990, laying out the one country, two systems principle. It came into effect on the 1st of July, 1997. This year marks the 30th anniversary of the basic law's promulgation. Hong Kong is an inalienable part of the People's Republic of China, enjoying a high degree of autonomy and executive, legislative, and independent judicial powers, including that of final adjudication. The basic law protects our rights and freedoms and safeguards the prosperity and stability of Hong Kong. 932, the news now with Samantha Butler. President Trump has refused to acknowledge the role of climate change in the wildfires that are devastating swathes of the western United States. On a visit to California, he blamed poor forest management. Earlier, the Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden said Mr. Trump's inaction and denial were contributing to ever more powerful natural disasters. The Trump administration is to block imports of a range of products it says are made by forced labor in Xinjiang. Some are produced in what it called a concentration camp for the Uyghur minority. And the head of NASA, Jim Bridenstine, has called the discovery of phosphine gas in the acid-laden clouds of Venus the most significant development so far in the search for extraterrestrial life. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Design, great interpreter of Beethoven. And where oh so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for kids. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Decipher what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. Inter- interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Hello, good morning, and welcome back. Tuesday it is, and I'm still Phil Whelan. Question for you today to kick off. Do you know what Godwin's Law is? Well, I certainly didn't. It's actually very likely the first ever theory on how people behave online. And its author must have had a crystal ball in 1990 when he came up with this. So, in the infancy of the web, American attorney Mike Godwin said that as an online discussion, and it was on bulletin boards in those days, grows longer, the probability of a comparison to Nazis or Hitler approaches one. It sounds very grand, but Mike will explain it. Now, how was he to know then that he'd almost achieved Nostradamus status with this little cracker? Because in 2004, his law would grow thousands of newly opinionated and easily wounded heads with the advent, of course, of Facebook. He joins me at 10.10 this morning, live from New York. After 10.30, Jared Watts back with the latest from Australia and, of course, some great Aussie music. Dr. Merrin Pierce out and about in the country again today, and he's going to be joined by Hong Kong's top snake man, William Sargent. Lovely to have William on the programme. And at 12, we'll be with biz futurist Maurice Misalowski, live from St Kilda in Melbourne for some alien hunting on Venus. There you go. (laughs) 